Welcome, listeners, to the third episode of The Stitch Up, the podcast where we discuss the great British sewing bee. I'm your host, James, and as usual, I'm joined by my trusty compatriot, Joanna. Hi, and welcome back. So this week on the show was West Africa Week, and we had a slight twist. I've not seen this before, but we have a guest judge. Yeah, I I have to admit I haven't seen all the previous seasons of the Great British Sewing Bee, but the one but I've seen quite a few, and the ones that I've seen I've I've never seen a guest judge, so that was quite exciting. They seem to be really shaking it up this season with Banky Cuckoo coming in to guest judge this week. Now Banky is a fashion designer from Nigeria and the owner of a luxury clothing brand in Lagos. Yeah, Banky Kuku, I have to admit, I didn't know who she was before they announced there was going to be a guest judge. But I did look her up before the episode and I love her, her stuff. She designs, she's a fashion designer that went to, I think she studied at Central St. Martins and her stuff, the stuff she designs is a real fusion between West Africa and um, kind of Western theme. So it's really great to see some of the prints she uses. Yeah, it's really modern and I love it. It sounds like a perfect match for judging the garments this week. Yeah, definitely. So first thing to pick up on is someone had a swear jar. I think you pointed it out to me straight away. <laughs> yeah, um, I love that. I don't actually know whose it was. They just had like a close-up shot of it. I think it might have been Lizzie. So I think it was Lizzie's um, later in the episode. I think it cut to her station and I think it was there. Okay, I love love the idea of a swear jar when sewing can get stressful <laughs> and on that note you while we were watching you were unpicking your latest creation <laughs> yeah not the lemon shirt though that has been completed that has been completed and modeled and modeled by james he looks fantastic in it i do have to say it's a very high quality couture shirt <laughs> it, it was a good fit and the pattern matching was spot on oh thank you james yeah so you can see that on my instagram if you so wish but what i was unpicking last night was just a tiny seam that i wanted to correct a bit it wasn't any major unpicking but what i'm working on at the moment is a mabel dress by Tilly and the Buttons but I'm adding a, a few twists to it so it's more personalized so instead of just a straight gathered square skirt I am making a full circle skirt to make it more kind of 50s style and also I am removing the elasticated sleeves and making them more fitted and I'm adding lots more shearing. Basically, I'm just changing a lot of it. <laughs> so, so, so by actual twists, you don't mean actual twists. I don't mean you twists mean in the fabric. I mean, I'm making lots of variations to the pattern. I've made it. I've made the pattern once before. And yeah, now I'm making it again. We'll see how it, how it comes out. And I'm making it in a lovely double gauze fabric, which I've never used before. Fantastic. I'm sure we will keep the listeners informed of your progress. Now we move on to the first challenge. Of course, it's the pattern challenge and Esme's there ready to hand out the patterns. I feel like that's one of her best it's um, her favorite thing. parts of the show yeah, when why? she hands it out and then turns around and walks back. Yeah, why does Patrick not ever hand out the patterns? 
Esme is the pattern she's, challenge queen. She's the queen. Yeah. For this pattern challenge, we are heading over to Ghana and making a batakari, which is a Ghanaian man's tunic. This garment features an interesting neckline. And also for the sewing bee, they have been told to make a simplified version due to time constraints. Yeah, so if you actually look up um, pictures of like a real batikari, or I think they flash them on screen, maybe. They're really flared and you can obviously tell there's like a, a lot of work that's been gone into them and it would take the contestants way too long to make an actual batikari. So this is kind of a shortened cut down version and it's also interesting to note that it's made out of lots of strips of fabric yes i was yeah, i was going to see you've you've uh, stolen my okay, lines sorry <laughs> so i i had uh, noted down woven strips and can complementary facing or lining yeah they also had to do pockets two pockets and cut a neck hole out of it using deboya fabric I think it's called yeah. Deboya fabric, yeah. And they had four strips and six godets. Wow, you you were taking notes, serious notes, I weren't you? I, I the godets I think were the, the kind of triangle, the triangle bits parts, in the middle, yes. yeah. And it was interesting because they had to cut a neck hole out instead of well, instead of what actually? Well, because normally you'd have like a front piece and a back oh, piece. Oh, of course, and stitch it yeah. together. Yes. So, so that was quite interesting. Yeah, because it was all strips. They've obviously got to cut out the middle of it once it's all sewn together to get that neck. And the neck position was important to make sure the garment is balanced. Oh, technical terms. Yeah. Um, but also to make sure that it is perfectly center at the front. Well, and you know, all around, but the bit that comes down is centre at the front. Yes, absolutely. You don't want that off balance as well as the, the kind of weight of yeah. the, the Batakari. I think the first thing we noticed was, well, two things. It looks very involved. Yep. Um, and also <laughs> the mustard facing or lining that Asma chose. We immediately both took a liking to and thought, yeah. and thought that would uh, work well. Was that Asma's one? Oh, yeah, she won the challenge. Don't spoil it. <laughs> I'm assuming that if people are listening to this, they know what's happened in the episode. Maybe. <laughs> Apart from in the case of my mum, who doesn't watch the series, but probably still listens to the podcast. Yeah, another thing to note as well were the pockets were just all over the place it seemed like everyone had put them in a completely different position don't you think yes i think probably the worst pockets matthew uh, no i thought it was uh, mia they were very mia? obviously oh they were completely not in the same place on yes, each side one was one was far higher or lower uh, i was thinking matthew's because they were literally like under oh, the yes. armpits i think you referred to them <laughs> as gangster pockets <laughs> yeah yeah, so they were really high up. But it makes me think, like, was there something wrong with the pattern they were given? Or I don't know. But the, Maybe it was just a hard or very involved challenging. challenge yeah. and the time constraints. I mean, they already had to simplify it due to time. Yeah, so yeah, was, definitely. It was just a hard um It looks very, challenge. like you said, very involved. Uh, one off topic part before we continue. Uh, no skulls today for Tony R. He was wearing khaki instead. Oh, yeah. I think his thing is skulls or khaki okay. or a mixture of both. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Well, I thought I'd mention that because he always has some interesting tops. He he did still have his Crocs on though. Did he? I yeah. did not notice that. His his Crocs, yeah. <laughs> so back to talking about the challenge, and it was mentioned that the dye was coming off of the fabric for a few um, onto their hands. So Matthew and Mia both mentioned that. So. Oh yeah, the indigo coming off onto their hands. That's quite stressful because you don't want to transfer that onto, you know, the lining and stuff. Might stain it. Yes, and I believe the the dyes were all natural or yeah. supposed to be anyway. Yeah, they were talking about where the different colors come from, certain different things. Did you? I don't know if you took notes at that point. <laughs> I. You just listened. I did listen, and it was really interesting, but I can't for the life of me remember. Yeah, same actually. I think the brown comes from some sort of wood. Yeah, it was like bark or something. Mm. And then I could be completely making this up, but it's yellow from like turmeric. No, I could be completely making that up. See, I thought that, but I think that's just my other knowledge. Of cooking. Trying to (laughs) fill in the blanks. So uh, we we won't go with saying that is... uh, No, probably not. This is completely off topic, but I've seen lots of dyeing fabric tutorials with natural dyes online and there's always yellows turmeric and you can dye with like flowers and stuff anyway that's completely irrelevant (laughs) the other things i noticed were that tony w and lizzie both had arm holds holds or holes facing the wrong way so that was that was one of the things one of the issues they encountered and also Fove's bobbin ran out with one minute so it was a frantic rush I think someone came over to assist a running get or someone offered no I think someone offered her to use their machine which still had thread left in the bobbin Ah, that's what happened (laughs) everyone's really nice and helps each other in this competition (laughs) yes exactly yeah a theme throughout the whole competition when we got to the judging Matthew, as we said, pockets were a bit of a disaster, but very good colours. Mm, I love I the co- the blue them. and the yellow, yeah. Again, Lizzie, odd pocket positions were very obvious, similarly with Mia. Vicky's was good, but I thought the colours were a bit bland compared to others. Tony W, I just put rip. Oh, <laughs> he had a rip. <laughs> oh really i don't remember yeah that, there was there was a small rip i, I don't know why i just re- i just read it as like rest in pieces <laughs> his garment was an absolute disaster but yeah i don't think it was that bad but James. no it wasn't it was he had a small rip right okay <laughs> as for maria her neck was slightly in the wrong place and the pockets were too low and tony r was very neat but a bit far forward i think the weight the balance was off yeah balance was off yes Mm. um and then i put the asthma the yellow looks great and she was complimented for excellent execution it was so good yeah really good and when it came to the placing fove unfortunately was in 10th with a few different mistakes on the garment mia in ninth and then the top three was tony r Vicky and then Asma again with another another challenge win another challenge win I mean we called it in week one that Asma would win (laughs) well win the whole series win the whole series we don't know and her execution seems definitely up there with one of you know up there at the top end of of the sewers a very good sewer yeah very skilled 
Moving on to the transformation challenge. And this week it was with Audere Fabrics. I think I've said that right. Um, which is essentially tie and dye. And I believe they said this was originating from Nigeria, these type of fabrics. Yeah. The first thing you mentioned was draping, because this was all about draping. And you were talking about draping versus blocks. Draping as opposed to, yeah, using like a pattern piece, like a, a block. So you just grab the mannequin, grab the fabric and just, you know, wrap the mannequin up in fabric basically and pin it where you think it looks good. And you can see uh, Mia was doing some hand stitching. So I might have done some of that. And yeah, and just honestly, just like draping the fabric and having some fun with it, I think was what they were tasked with doing. But with that, don't do you get the issue of if you pin the fabric in a certain place and then you can't get it off the mannequin, does that present issues? You should basically be pinning the fabric not to the mannequin. So you should pin the fabric. You know, if you're making like pleats or something, you pin the pleats. Yes, in. yes, I understand that. Oh, you're okay. not pinning the mannequin. <laughs> but if you do it too tight, then surely there's issues getting it off the mannequin. Yeah, I think you've just got to be clever when you're draping. And yeah, make sure you don't have those kind of issues and leave bits un uh, undone to come back to once you've sewn certain areas. I missed this out earlier when I was introducing the challenge. So these fabrics, um, apparently the symbols normally have meanings. So I think they were talking about like farm or the land. They were talking about harvest. Or so harvest. If, if it was harvest one, time. Yes. And also using chicken feathers to create yeah, some patterns. Yeah, to, to create patterns and paint with yeah and i should have said the brief was to drape into a garment mm. now we have to pause for a brand watch and uh, <laughs> i only got one this episode but it was at this point i noticed the word dritz and uh i i paused i asked joe <laughs> and she said this was a dritz easy hem yeah, it's a metal tool called a Dritz Easy Hem and it's useful when you're ironing hems, basically. You use it on the fabric and it's got, you know, like a, it's kind of like a ruler, but you can iron on it. So you can iron the exact hem, basically. It's quite useful. It has some curves and some, and some straight lines as well. And I believe you've got one because my parents bought I you it as a present. <laughs> Your parents bought it for me a couple of Christmases ago, I think. Yeah. After that small interlude, we're back to the transformation challenge. And you mentioned that the important thing with the draping is you've got to remember about the seam allowance. Yeah, when you're draping on the mannequin, obviously you're pinning everywhere that you want it to be sewn and you're doing it as if that's how the garment's going to look. But when you take it off the mannequin, even before you take it off the mannequin, you've got to factor in the seam allowance. So when you take it off the mannequin and sew it, it's not going to be too small to go back onto the mannequin. But how would you know how much seam allowance to give? I think it just depends where you're making a seam and if you're joining up pieces, you know, at the side or wherever it might be. There are standard seam allowance sizes. So normally I'd use one and a half centimetres. Is that a classic? That is a classic. Yeah, that is what is printed in most patterns, I oh, believe. Really? Yeah. 1.5 centimetre. Right, I'll write that down. <laughs> uh, note that for next time. I'm going to quickly go through some of the contestants and some observations. So, Asma 
was making a belt loop, which was kind of interesting. Tony R mentioned apparently no side boob. Esme will be happy about that. <laughs> um, Tony W is the resignation station. I don't oh, know if that I meant it that. wasn't going very well for him. <laughs> and uh, Fove said she's got a limp bow on her garment. Oh, right. Was there anything you would like to mention on the garments? I really loved Lauren's one, which was the kind of blue and white Grecian goddess one. I can see myself wearing that. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, really? Why? You know my style. <laughs> I just... It, the fabric reminds me of a fabric you've used oh really so that you had a top and shorts it's also blue it's, and white yeah, yeah it's quite similar <laughs> maybe it's just the colors yeah probably and also we have to talk about lizzie's the dots really were quite something oh it's just amazing like how she drapes that all and just it just looks so good it did the halter neck red and white one i did like that one so i believe that was tony R's. he didn't get a good score for this yeah it was ninth because it was too fitted i thought it wasn't drapey enough like he'd literally just made a like a pattern it, it looked like you could use a pattern and do that it needed to be more like free flowing and falling off falling from the mannequin but i did like the halter neck you know what i'm still confused about the two tonys i just call them like postman tony and tony r is skulls okay tony w is a teacher he is a teacher yeah i'll try and remember that so when it came to the judging maria was in 10th mm -hmm. tony r we've discussed as the fitted dress was in ninth and foves was in eighth i can't really remember what was the issue with maria's maria's was like she'd sewn a top and then they thought she just kind of like chucked a skirt on yes. after as an afterthought. I remember now. So yeah. it was kind of... It was purple. Well, I, I know that, yes. <laughs> but I'm saying I feel like the judges said about there was a lack of direction. Yeah, and it was a bit boring, wasn't it? And then Fove in eighth. Was Fove's the one with the like tummy? There was like a flap of fabric, which was kind of at the front, kind of not the most flattering thing. I think it was like pink and black. The top two were then two that I love. So Lizzie's obviously came first because it was honestly amazing. And Lauren's was second. Both dresses that I can see myself wearing. Please send my way. Very good. Another transformation challenge under the belt. And at the end of the day of sewing, who was at risk? Now, this one was a bit less clear cut, I think, than the previous weeks because there had been there had been, I guess, more variation in the highs and lows of the two challenges. I think definitely Fove stood out to be number I one thought, at risk. I thought Fove was really at risk, yeah. I did also think Maria and I also thought potentially Tony R. Oh, really? Because he had a particularly bad well I, it wasn't a particularly bad transformation but the judges ranked it pretty bad yeah it could have all come down to the final challenge now we arrive at the final challenge the made to measure and this week they had to make a boo-boo which is an occasion wear robe where one of the key things is comfort and that the fabric also tells a story now the judges noted that this was one of the simplest made-to-measures fit-wise, so they're really looking for detail. Yeah, the fit really 
wasn't a massive challenge this week because they're quite flowy garments so yeah they were really looking for just elevating the garment through the detail and as you said they were looking for a story to be told through the fabric and the garment itself which it was it was really nice when they went went round and shared people's stories and related them to the fabric they were using Absolutely. It was really nice to hear and quite powerful, really, you know, create a garment that tells your story or a story that's that's important. To yeah, you. I love that. I really love that. On a very side note, I noticed we haven't had a lot of laughter this week. So. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there you we know go, what? on cue. <laughs> I had my last exam today, so... I, I'm obviously over the moon. But the stress but levels are still quite high. Yeah, stress levels are high. And also I am just so burnt out and I have to go back to work tomorrow as well. So this weekend, I'm just, I'm going to be sleeping. But the show must go on. The show must go on. And next week there will be like, you know, fits of laughter like there were supposed to be this week. Okay, well, I still, <laughs> I still hope for a couple this week. Okay, I think you've got a couple in there. Okay, back to the challenge. We start with Lizzie, who is color blocking, uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm still not 100% sure what the term means. but Oh, you do. You, we discussed it when um, Vicky did her Battenberg color blocking I do re- swimsuit. I do remember that. Is, yeah. it, is it literally just putting blocks of color together? Yeah, so it's like instead of you might take a pattern say you're taking a front piece of a pattern yes and you're just going to cut that out of one fabric oh instead of doing it out of one fabric you'd like cut the pattern piece into two and cut or more or more and cut two fabrics yeah and normally you use the same fabric but just in different colors that's why it's called color blocking right and and it's more work because you're doing a lot more sewing yeah so when you cut those two the piece in half say you're using two fabrics you have to add the seam allowance back in and then yeah obviously you're sewing more seams so you're making your life more difficult (laughs) indeed especially in a time constrained challenge yeah and i saw her drawing on the show that was pretty cool the the her sketch this is not this is her sketch out of her book. Yeah. And you could see the blocks of color and there was one that said saffron. And I oh, think yeah, Turmeric I saw that. Yeah, that was nice. Um, that was, yeah. I love nice. seeing all the planning that they do when they show clips of like their notebooks Absolutely. and stuff. Yeah. And it was a faded uh, print, apparently, to tell a story of the faded memories of a distant trip yeah. to Africa. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. And finally, doing French seams as well. Yeah, she... I put a lot of work into that garment and it came out really, really well. We move on to Asma and her garment was related to her home in Iraq. And she chose mainly to go for blues to represent peace and harmony, which she noted is rare for um, <laughs> her home country. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. And she put a lot of time and effort into it as well, sewing the lace onto her main fabric before she even started sewing anything together she was basting it on the floor yes i did remember the basting term come up once again (laughs) Um, because lace is slippery so that's why it's good to base i think both the fabrics she was working with are quite slippery i think she was using a a crepe back satin maybe and sewing the lace on top of it and it's quite uh they're just slippery fabrics yeah so basting just is 
a bit of protection for it. Yeah, when you take it to the machine, then it's less likely to move around. So an investment in time, but worth it for the Definitely, finish. for the finish, yeah. Came out really nice. Another fabric that was really nice was Mia's African wax print. I thought that had great impact. Oh, I absolutely love that. That was my favorite fabric from this challenge. I just love the spot, like the shininess and the gold and the pink. It just looked, it was so great. It was like pink Trees. blossoms. It had the you tree know, of tree life. Oh, tree of life. Because she was talking about how she had the ring with her tree of life and then something about her family's birthstone or, yeah. And she added a hidden pocket, which we oh, were quite impressed she? at. I don't remember that, you know. Oh, you you were Was I half asleep? I don't know. At the time, I was probably probably very impressed. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Because you do like your hidden pockets. I love a hidden pocket. Moving on to Lauren. It was pretty cool with that fan print. Very, uh, yeah. would would you say eclectic or maybe the wrong word? Do you mean eccentric? That's the one. (laughs) Very eccentric. Um. And the uh, feathers. The feathers were cool. I didn't like the diamante trim. I don't know. Just personally just didn't yeah. do it for me. I love the feathers though. And I loved how the model's heels matched the whole dress. They oh, were really? like a shiny did green. I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> but I saw when Lauren was constructing the garment, she had the fan print on a hairband and a pocket patch on yeah her, on her shirt on her shirt yeah, so already very matching matching with, yeah. with what she was making. Fove had a pink cropped back fabric. It was a crepe back Oops. satin fabric. Oops. Okay. But Auto- close enough. I no, think, keep that in. I think autocorrect uh, <laughs> um, screwed me over there. Maybe yeah, but. I think this was a real win for her and definitely made her safe in the competition. Because apparently the fabric was quite slippery and hard to sew. Yeah, satin is notoriously slides all over the place. Whereas Vicky decided to pattern match, which I obviously got the JVH seal of approval. (laughs) As you know, me and my pattern matching, it's like probably the first term that I learned and I think it is, yeah. Forever, it was like, has has this been pattern matched? Yeah, now James manages to spot everything that's not pattern matched. (laughs) So so you're an expert in pattern matching. Uh, I would say so. at spotting it, at at spotting spotting it, it, yeah. I don't think you can call me an expert. Anything to do with actual sewing. No, you know what, James? You've got a few weeks left. We're going to get you on the sewing machine. Moving on to Maria's, we've got another lovely purple fabric. I believe it was chiffon fabric. Chiffon, yeah. Chiffon. Do you say chiffon? Chiffon. Oops, (laughs) again, wrote it down incorrectly. No, this is good. You're learning all the terms. Chiffon. Chiffon, What is chiffon? It's like a a kind of see-through-y fabric, slides all over the place. I dared to sew it once, um, you know, managed to do about one seam, threw away, decided I wasn't having it (laughs) Uh, i I was going to say what was the garment but oh (laughs) it never appeared it was thrown away i didn't throw away you know what i think i by throw away i think it's somewhere on a shelf (laughs) but it's a finished garment no no, i sewed like one seam never mind let's move on (laughs) (laughs) it's a scary fabric to sew will you try in the future now you've seen maybe uh, maybe okay. I, I'm not sure <laughs> but hers look lovely 
purple and gold very i love it purple royal. and gold yeah it's great and of course matthew with another harness i love it but like patrick said the harness should have been like higher more to be more kind of dominant Yes, I think he used the phrase like a choker. Yeah, yeah, that would have been good. He also noted, Patrick, um, when the the construction was in progress, using a light with a heavy fabric. Yeah, because he was using like a, I'm not sure, is it chiffon or some kind of lightweight Georgette fabric? I'm not sure. With the African wax print, which is obviously a lot heavier, so it was pulling it down. It was a bit see-through. Yeah, I did see the uh, model's undies. <laughs> I noticed his white underwear. That wasn't commented on the sh- on in the judging. It wasn't. Though, which no, it was, wasn't. Which was interesting. Maybe it's more uh, um, of a club wear boo boo. It's a bit saucy. A bit saucy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Tony Ars wasn't sure about his psychedelic boo boo from the from the, the mock up. Yeah, um, but actually, when I saw it. In person, it was nicer, although didn't get too much favour from the judges, I don't think. I'm not a huge fan of the fabric. I just don't like the print. And then he had this detail of the kind of flounce going down the front, but you could barely see it because the fabric was so busy. I did notice that it was, it didn't really stand out that much. Yeah. Also, it was, it was fitted at the top, but I think they wanted it to be a bit more free flowing because a a traditional boo-boo is not fitted i think that was a that was a theme we had it in the transformation yeah. challenge that tony Ard, uh, did it a bit too fitted and similarly on this challenge whereas tony w absolutely loved the feather overlay it was so good that was very it, nice it kind of like reminded me of like i don't know it kind of gave me like evil villain vibes but in a really good way <laughs> because you like evil villains well no i just think it looks kind of gothic i love it like with the the black feathers it did it did look really good one of my favorites to be honest mm, i really liked it and i actually thought it was a contender for garment of the week that good that is high praise yeah given all of the judges opinions on each garment i wasn't sure there was a clear person in bottom in in last place yeah i wasn't sure either because before this challenge i thought it was going to be fove in the bottom but her pink dress really it was just great so i thought there's no way they can send her home after that it had a lot of impact and was really well sewn yeah the judges and well it looked good Mm. it looked great and I actually really liked Maria's one as well I don't agree with Esme when she was talking about the purple sparkly trim she didn't like it I really liked it she said she wasn't keen on the sequins yeah I really like the sequin I don't know for me it didn't really do much for me personally garment of the week was Lizzie's yeah fantastic she she did some amazing color blocking love the story behind it and um the French seams you can tell she put a lot of effort into it everything was matched up perfectly as well all her seams and I think from last week where she was potentially a contender to go, she managed to really turn it around and yeah, this, deliver. Yeah, this was really her week, wasn't it? It was, she, she did really well at everything this week. It's always good to see and, you know, you can have your weeks where you shine and you can have your weeks where, where you don't. Exactly, yeah. So what was your garment of the week, Joe? I really liked Mia's one. 
I think that was my garment of the week. Or Lauren's transformation. Or Lizzie's transformation. I can't choose. <laughs> Why? Do I have to pick one? You do. Probably Mia's boo-boo. Okay. The pink with the gold and the pink frill at the bottom. Well, I would have chosen that, but oh. to be less boring, <laughs> I would choose Lizzie's transformation. Yeah, it was I really think good. That was good. Yeah. Unfortunately, as always, someone has to go home, and this week was Maria. Yeah, it was a shame because I really wanted to see more of what she'd sew and the purple. And I love purple as well, as James knows. And I loved her hair. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it's always a shame to see someone go. Yeah, it's a, it's a really lovely, friendly competition. I love how, I think I've mentioned it before, I love how they all hug each other at the end. And it's all very emotional when someone goes. Absolutely. And that is that for this week's episode. But there is one final thing to wrap up, which is the quiz or the quiz James or I don't know what quiz it's James. called. It's called, it's called quiz James. <laughs> okay. um, I, I, just a disclaimer. I think I was really tired yesterday, so I don't think I picked up on many techniques. So this week might be the... Uh, you know what? I have a confession. I actually haven't thought of a question for the quiz this week because I've been so stressed with my revision. My last exam was today. So I think you're let off today, James. I get a free pass. Thank goodness for that. Yeah, that's one free pass. You still, it's still a few weeks away from winning the lemon shirt, which is still in my possession. <laughs> okay. Well, I still don't think that's fair, so... <laughs> <laughs> it will be debated throughout the remaining episodes. Thank you so much for listening to us this week. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast where we've just been chatting about sewing. We look forward to you joining us again next week. And from James and I... Goodbye. <laughs> jo will remember her homework for next week <laughs> and I might get a question. Yeah, next week I promise you there will be a question, James. And I'll make it very difficult to make up for the fact that you got let off this week. Until then, see you then. See ya. See you next week. Bye. Bye.